Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Followup Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Investors are out there looking for passive income. They're looking for an income stream. So if your property produces $1 million per year, that's obviously pretty valuable. How much? Depends on the market. Welcome back, best ever listeners, to another episode of the Actively Passive Investing Show. I'm your host, Travis Watts. Got a very exciting episode for you here today. What we're talking about is how to predict the future sale prices of multifamily real estate. Now, obviously, it's a pretty tall order to predict 
accurately three, five, 10 years down the road on what you think the sales price of a piece of property would be. For those of you who listen to the show and know me personally, you know, I'm not much of a speculator. I'm not much of a gambler. I honestly don't put much emphasis at all on equity upside in the investing that I do. So rather the angle that I've taken on this episode is to explain what the common industry practices are for how general partners usually predict future sale prices. So whether you're an active investor or a passive investor, I'm excited to share this with you here today. Let's dive in. All right, the number one, I would say pretty much the gold standard in the industry of how you predict future price of multifamily property is by using what's called the exit cap rate approach. And how you calculate a cap rate, if you're not sure what it is, is the net operating income that the property at hand is producing divided by the purchase price. That's the simple formula. So when using the exit cap rate approach, there's really two assumptions that someone is making. That is, number one, where cap rates are going to be in the future when you plan to sell the property. And number two, you're suspecting that the buyer who's going to purchase this property is going to follow the same methodology that you are by also using the exit cap rate approach. So if you're underwriting a property, whether you're a general partner or a limited partner looking to invest in a deal, the formula might go like this. You can take the estimated forward 12 months of net operating income on the property, divide by the anticipated exit cap rate, that gives you the approximate sale value at exit. In another industry standard along these lines, I see a lot of operators just using the simple five to 10 basis point spread per year that they plan to hold the property. So for example, if you're buying a property today at a four cap rate, capitalization rate, and you plan to hold the property for about five years, then you might anticipate that the exit cap rate is four and a half percent, maybe upwards of 5% upon sale. So you might be thinking at that point, wait a second, if cap rates go up, doesn't that negatively impact the purchase price of real estate? And generally speaking, the answer to that is yes. But the reason that so many firms do this is because we are at all time historic lows when it comes to cap rates and interest rates. So the probability that they go down further or into a negative territory versus bottoming out around this time frame and then going back up again, well, quite frankly, you have a higher probability that they're going to reverse trend and head back up. So it's just simply a way to be conservative when it comes to the underwriting on the property. That's something to look out for if you're a limited partner investor, you do wanna see conservative underwriting and it's something to consider if you're a general partner that you wanna be making conservative assumptions for your investors to make sure that you can deliver the results that you're telling them you can deliver. So all of that is the first method, the exit cap rate approach on how to predict the future pricing of multifamily real estate. There are two more I want to share with you. So let's dive into those. Number two is considering the replacement cost of the property today as you're buying it and then trying to predict what the future replacement cost is going to be. Replacement cost simply means how much it costs to build brand new, a very similar comparable apartment community. 
And just as a general rule of thumb, take a look at the comps in the area. And it's just good to realize what single family homes are selling for, what brand new construction selling for, because generally you only want to purchase a pre-existing apartment building if it is below the current replacement cost. Otherwise, it'd be like buying a used car at the same price that it would be to go to the dealership and buy a brand new one. Doesn't make a lot of sense. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. So let's take a look at a mathematical example of this. So if you've got a property today that you're looking at purchasing for $250,000 per door and you anticipate that the land value and construction cost, labor, etc. are going up about 5% per year, and you plan to hold this property for approximately five years, then you would forecast out using that 5% metric, and you'd say, hey, approximately in five years, the replacement cost here is going to be about $320,000 per door rather than $250,000, which it is today. The third and final that I want to share with you is not necessarily the most common, but I have seen it used. And it's called a next buyer analysis. And it's a lot like the exit cap rate approach, but on steroids, so to speak. So essentially what this entails is you're buying the property today. You're looking at the cash flows that are in place. You're looking at your business model and saying, we think we can bump rents up to about this, which will take the net operating income to about that. And we plan to sell in about five years. So now you're looking at who's my buyer in the future. They're going to come in, buy this asset at approximately this new number of net operating income. And you're going to have to kind of assume what their business model is going to look like and what kind of IRR return they're going to want to achieve. And so you're modeling forward. So I know that sounds a little bit complex, but let's break that down into a few easier steps. So step number one is that you're looking at today's cash flow that's actually being achieved. And then you're modeling out what you anticipate the rent bumps to be over the course of five years, for example, if that's how long you anticipate holding the property. From there, 
Assuming that would be the cash flow and the net operating income, you could then model out what an approximate purchase price would be, keeping in mind that multifamily apartments are treated a lot like businesses in that a primary driver to their price is the net operating income. It's simply that investors are out there looking for passive income. They're looking for an income stream. So if your property produces $1 million per year, that's obviously pretty valuable. How much? Depends on the market. But just like when you look at stocks and P.E. ratios, price to earning ratios, multifamily investors are out there looking at the NOI and saying, maybe for example purposes, I'll pay you a 20X multiple for that income stream. Meaning if your property produces a million a year, I'm willing to pay you $20 million to purchase that income stream from you. But back to the underwriting example real quick. So you're five years out now on anticipated cash flows and purchase price. Now you're going to push it another five years. You're going to look at who's buying my property down the road and what are they going to look to achieve for a potential return. So you're going to keep modeling out for a 10-year period. To be honest, I don't see this method being used a whole lot. Some firms do a mixture of all three. Some will just do one. Some will just do two. So it just kind of depends. But I wanted to make you aware, again, whether you're an active investor or a passive investor, to look out for this underwriting. So to recap this episode in a nutshell, the exit cap rate analysis is kind of the gold standard and the industry standard, but there are additional ways you can do it. Speaking personally as a limited partner investor, I'm always a lot more interested and focused on the cash flow, what it's been in the past, what it is today, and what is reasonably achievable as far as rent bumps are concerned. And the equity has a lot of factors to it beyond what we're able to cover in this quick episode, such as obviously interest rates and what the overall general economy is doing, what alternative investments are offering as far as a passive income yield. And who the anticipated buyer is of your property. Is it institutional capital? Is it mom and pop investors? All of these are factors. And that's why it is, quite frankly, too difficult, in my opinion, to be that accurate with a future sale price. But with that said, I hope you found some value to the episode. Again, this is Travis Watts with the Actively Passive Show. Thank you for tuning in. Let's connect on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Bigger Pockets, Instagram, Facebook, joefairless.com, ashcroftcapital.com. I'd be happy to help answer any questions you have if you're looking to passively invest. Have a best ever week, everyone, and we will see you on the next episode.